Welcome to American Aries podcast number 17, which is a prime number. <laughs> For prime number, we have a prime. Mark's looking at me. We have a, a prime special guest. We have Chris Reeve, one half of Talk Norwich City. Do you prefer to be called the, the Reeve boys, the Reeve guys, the Reeve men? Oh, well, that's that's one of the nicer names that we get given. So I'll 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 take I'll take any of those. Um, Reeve brothers is 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 a common misconception. Um, we're actually not brothers, so we get a bit of that. But whatever, Revo, Revi, Nightmare, Yobo, call me what you want. No worries. Yeah, yeah, we're aware you're you're not brothers. <laughs> so let, let's get rolling. So this is going to be part one of two. Our time is kind of limited today, and there's lots of things we'd like to talk about. So we have a fairly precise list of uh, is issues and questions for Chris. We also, um, you know, there's some other things we'd like to talk about him with him in the future, and he's agreed to come back. So we'll deal with that sometime. Yeah, sometime coming up in spring. All right, so let's start out. Your background, where are you originally from? And where did you go to university and what degree do you have um so i'm norwich born and bred and um, my family are all norfolk broads boat builders by trade and i sort of broke that tradition within the family and went into um the wonderful world of well i'll say wonderful a bit sarcastically and um, lively world of uh, social media and um and podcasting um, and yeah, having having a load of fun doing that and in, enjoying it. Um, in terms of university, I'll I'll be quite punchy on this. Um, in in America, I'm sure it's much better. But in the UK, I I'm not a massive fan. To be honest with you, I think it's uh, I think it's really really good. Um, if you want to become a professional, such as a doctor, as a teacher, but my personal journey in the UK has been not going to uni. Uh, working my way up through um, through failing forwards and uh, you know crossing things off, um, but yeah, have ended up in the position that I'm in and um, have probably been doing that for the last or probably at least ten years now. Um, but loved the journey, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, uni in the UK isn't so good in my opinion. It's probably good in America, but in the UK, it's uh, it's not worth the debt. You may as well learn learn on the learn on the job and and uh, progress from there. Gotcha. Well, we have different systems. We have the four-year university, <clears throat> then the two-year community college uh, yeah. route that, that, that some people are doing. Okay, so what are you actually? What is your actual job? I know Talk North City is not your actual job. No, it's not. Um, so yeah, T TNC is the thing. Is right. TNC could be a full-time thing, but Jack and I agreed about two seasons ago that you know we actually really enjoyed it being at this level now um mm -hmm. because i think if it if it gets if it gets bigger um i think it loses a bit of its heart a bit of its soul a bit of its why um and becomes a bit of a bit of a corporate um bit of a corporate beast um so yeah it's only part time so my actual job is I'm the managing director of a of my own business which is a social media marketing agency so i look after loads of different business and um, social accounts, small, medium, large charities, uh, personal accounts. Um, and yeah, absolutely love it. I started it about two and a half, two and a half years ago and um, have 
really enjoyed it. And yeah, TNC is like what I do in the evenings, much to the wife's disapproval sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, no, no, she's good to be fair, because without Becky, I wouldn't have been able to progress TNC as as much as it's got to today. So it's like the day job is is nine to, well, it's actually a lot earlier. It's like seven till six and then TNC through for from like six thirty after a quick load of food to uh, to eight or nine. So yeah, gotcha. yeah. We, we've had some experience with, with wives not being happy with us doing podcasts at certain times. Get used to it, boys. If you're the <laughs> get used to. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> but luckily, mine is okay so far. Yeah, it's, it starts off. It? Like that. it starts off like that. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, she, she's okay with it. So, how did you and Jack meet? Was it just at a, a match at Kara Road, or was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, cool, blimey, can't remember how many years ago it was now. But but basically, um, Jack was so fresh on his um, his journo aspirations and and his career, um, and he was doing interviews outside the ground. Um, I can't remember even who he was doing it for at the time, but basically I, I being, being who I am, I went over for, for an interview with Jack um, and he interviewed me as mm-hmm. just a, just a, a random fan like everyone else. And um, we, we just sort of kept in touch and then we became best mates really quickly because the, his, his story is that his, um, his dad died um, and obviously my mum's died too. So we sort of became kind of brothers in arms over uh, the the grief of our our, our lost parents, and and our, our shared love of of Norwich City, and we, we we've kind of supported each other through that, and it's kind of a bit spooky because obviously we've got the same the same surname, um, and yeah, just like the friendship blossomed from there really, and and now um and now I hate his guts. <laughs> No, I don't. I absolutely love him. He's a top man. He's an absolute top man. Like he, he has supported me through so much, and and I'm sure he'll say I've supported him through so much as well. We we have, we have just the most fun. It's a genuine blessing that that we've become best mates over the years. It really has been. That's awesome. That answered the next question without me asking it, which is great. So when did you decide to join with him? Because I know he was doing this. For a while, when I first started yeah. following the team in 11 and 12, he was posting these videos from his immaculately clean, I guess, bedroom or, or den yeah. with the decorations on the wall. And he was doing it like within an hour after the match ended. And, yeah. he was, you know, and then all of a sudden, whoa, another guy has joined and they have a logo and they have sponsors. Oh, this is big time, man. Um, so God, I, do you know what? I've, I've, I've maybe not done enough preparation. I've not can't remember the exact year it was, but it's felt it's felt like forever. Um, <laughs> I think so. We started. I think we started the podcast four years, four years ago, but but we were doing videos together at least two or three years before that. So do the maths. That that's where we've that's where we've been. But I think. I think yeah, it obviously started off in Jack's bedroom, and then um, you know we were sort of te- we were teamed up a little bit shorter after that, and then um, and then yeah, we as soon as the I think the 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 dawn of the dawn of where, when it became the beast that it is today was when we launched the podcast um, because it was 
offering fans the opportunity to almost like it there's nothing that this is i always say this politely and respectfully right there's when it's official media outlets asking players stuff they just often ask them the same boring questions and they get the same boring media trained answers whereas yeah. i'll say to ben gibson what's your favorite beer or where would you go on holiday or what music do you listen to and just something a bit something a bit more fresh different and relatable and i, th- I think that's why it's grown because i just think like fans really enjoy other fans interviewing because they're kind of like oh god that's really cool and it is really cool Um, and then yeah that's but yeah that's off that's often a tangent basically we joined forces and we've been together for years and 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 And now you're forced to drink (laughs) oh what a shame (laughs) so how did is that is that lacons is that the pronunciation yeah, Lakens. Yeah, Lakens. Lakens. Lakens is um is our is, is one of the main sponsors. Um, thank, thank God. Um, and uh, no, they, they treat us well. We we have a ball. Like now, this is the great thing with the with the sponsors, right? Is that we've never we've never had to go out to like canvas or sell ourselves. They they always come to us saying, look, you've got a local Norwich based audience. Well, actually mainly Norwich based, but obviously very much global now, mm-hmm. uh, but it's great because these local businesses come and they're really hearty and they really care. And, um, and yeah, so we've got a, a fun, a fun agreement with Lakens, shall we say, if it wasn't for Lakens, I'm not sure the watch alongs would have, would have got to the level that they did last season. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I noticed lots of people on Twitter. Uh, well, here's my two screen setup, and one screen was always you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? That was really a bit of a like, such a bonkers moment in time. Such a bonkers moment in time. People were turning off the commentary on Y or whatever they were watching on, and having me and Jack talk absolute rubbish instead over the top, and uh, having a laugh and getting drunk on camera, which I never thought I would do, and I'd never advised to anyone either. And um, it just. <laughs> either way it just ended up in that because if we were winning it was like worthy worthy of the celebration and if we were losing i needed to drown my sorrows as fast as possible so (laughs) and actually if it was a boring game i needed to as well so um yeah as i say god God bless lakens very nice because we don't have any sponsors yet (laughs) (laughs) we don't have any sponsors yet you know american beer companies now's your opportunity yeah yeah yeah. i'm sure we all have our local favorites that we could go with on that yes yes we do i mean i have uh two uh they're not even brew products but microbreweries essentially within walking distance nice it's you know i can walk there it's like a two and a half minute drive in the car so they're essentially within walking distance uh, of, of, of each other. In, in between, there's a, a big uh, tech training thing that I learned how to fire last weekend. Didn't even know that. You know, one of those teach you how to fix cars, you know, basically the, 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 the trades, you know, teaching people how to go into the, the, the trades, which nice. is, you know, better than a uh, vacant warehouse. So we have that, but yeah, we don't have any, Sponsor Mark has yeah, a local everywhere in the United States. You know, you have the national, the, the, the mass marketed, and everyone has their locally brewed 
Yeah. Um, the, the local breweries, and then, oh, there's so many microbreweries that, that have popped up. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to search to see. <laughs> get, 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 get to sponsor us at, at some point in time. Okay. You guys have any questions for, uh, for Chris before we continue on? I guess the one thing that I was going to ask, and I didn't think about it um, when we were reviewing the list, I apologize for that. Um, where do things stand on the whole live streaming from the Barkley oh, issue okay. that you guys um, went through? I mean, it's kind of some old stuff, and I think it's kind of past. But did yeah. they just kind of did they just kind of realize that that wasn't a they being the club and the broadcasters yeah. realize that that's really an untenable, can't really enforce that thing in today's well, age well they can <laughs> they I can, can try. yeah I, th I think so yeah but, but basically they are particularly funny with viewing um any on-pitch action basically with the masters of our own downfall right because right. so many people in the north city social media media scene you know new fan channels pop up they can do whatever they want right but when we do it, because of our audience size, it's like it gets clamped on straight away, which is a backhanded compliment. So we're allowed to film ourselves. Um, we're allowed to do stuff at half time, at full time, pretty much. Um, we're not allowed to live stream. Definitely no live streaming during the game at Carrow, facing the pitch, especially. Right. Um, but to be honest with you, we, we're quite happy with that because. Um, because I think any any person in in the fan channel world will say that I think as soon as you do that, you're almost losing a bit of the bit of the the in-game experience, if you will, because you're thinking about like you're on camera at the end of the day. And you know, so Jack will get the camera out at key moments, normally to record me giving the away end some 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 abuse or something, or you know, cele celebrating a last minute goal. <laughs> um but yeah, apart from that, we we tend to just like keep it keep it fairly minimal in, in the stadium. But we were told off for it back in the day, yeah, for sure. Okay. Because you still see plenty of people posting um videos afterwards, you know, various different views of goals or yeah. Or, right. But I guess that's I don't I don't think that's live streaming. I think that's after the fact that they're they're posting. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Yeah, you, you can. So I could record a goal on my phone. I probably still could get in trouble for it, but it's not likely to be as as uh, as risky as like live streaming or you know doing something in, in the stadium. If that makes sense. Right. We're just in a weird world right now with the DMA takedowns, and if you have two seconds of somebody's song playing in the background while you're doing something, it. I know, you know some record label goes nuts or the rights holder, whoever. Oh, yeah. Like my son had to change his Twitter account because he played um, New York, New York too often, trolling the Yankees, losing to the Orioles. And Frank Sinatra's <laughs> account took him down. <laughs> so nice. he had to have a different account. Yeah, right. it was like, I think the limit is seven and it was a seventh offense. And Twitter is like, you're dead, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's, I think it goes part and parcel with that, that it's just. You know, I think, I mean, I'm all for copyrights and, and owning your, your content, but yeah, there's, there's gotta be something done on, well, on a lot of that. And yeah. And we've had that on a couple of YouTube videos, right? Cause like there'll be music playing in the background accidentally and then you mm -hmm. get a strike and then you have to be really careful and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but the whole reason why, if you guys watch the watch alongs, like the whole reason why I started singing Zombie Nation or humming it or blurting out or however you interpret that is because we couldn't play it. So I yeah. would have just played it on my phone, but Jack was like, no, you can't. I'm like, right, well, in which case, I'm just going to sing it instead, uh, which is like how that whole thing kicked off. And and obviously now they now they play it at Car Road as well, which is pretty mad. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're allowed to play it. They don't, they, they can't sing down the mics, you know, they get the luxury. Yeah, you don't think anybody's chasing after Michael Bailey for playing it on his melodica, right? I mean, that <laughs> <laughs> was honestly one of the most iconic moments of absolutely of that time. was that was hysterical. That just really summed up that time though, right? It's that everyone everyone came together through through luckily through our medium and just chat to each other and did a load of fun stuff. And Michael was like, I really want to get involved. And obviously he did stuff as well. And that that moment, that moment was uh, I mean, to be fair, that 24 hour show was bonkers from start to finish, quite frankly. Um, and if it wasn't for, you know, people like Michael doing that and we had various other people around the world, I think we had Lucas, the the legendary Brazilian canary. Yeah, we've had Lucas on. Yeah, he's a top man. He's an absolute yeah. top man. And he was uh you know, he sung on the Bull City in Portuguese for that us. Was, that and, was know, incredible. Keeping us awake, you know, because we were struggling mm. so much. So, yeah. So can you well, tell you know, the audience it's, real quick? It's, it's thanks it's, to your – I'm sorry, Ken, but I just got to tell you, it's thanks to that It's thanks to that 24-hour marathon that uh, Dean Padre Simmer and I now have a local derby here in the in the USL. We started – we called it the Moonshine Derby. Named right. it because oh, of yeah. his infamous – on on you know on air tasting of moonshine and the and the discussion that part I just thought it would be funny. His team now plays in USL division at the top division championship where yeah. my my home team play. So they play for the first time this season, uh Detroit City and Charleston Battery. So I'm I'm making this goofy little uh Derby trophy and that that'll be fun. Just because why not? You know, why not? Exactly. Absolutely. No, I love that. See, that's the amazing thing is that like so many people have met other have met other people off the back of those watch alongs because they've been chatting to them every week, like in the comment section, and then mm -hmm. they want to meet them, and then yeah, it's really cool, really lovely, actually. Yeah. That's what it's all about at the end of the day, isn't it? That's what I think. That's what football fandom is all about. It's about community. Like I think that coming together of people for one common goal is um is something that a lot of humans lack and they don't realize until they get the bug of football. And then they're like, Oh no, I really get it now. Cause without community, it doesn't, there's not as much going on. Right. It doesn't like, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit soulless. And with that, there's something to get behind. And so, yeah, no, I think, yeah. I think the great thing about it. Mark and I were going back and forth. Oh, did you talk to this guy? Oh, did you talk to this guy? I contacted this guy. I got a word. That, and then that's how we kicked up this group. We're just talking with oh, all these people yeah. saying, Oh man, we got to do something official. So nice. Cool. It, it, it's amazing who knows who like the six degrees of separation is <laughs> yeah all right it, it might be just two well know? yeah I, I think that's one of those small small club benefits is mm -hmm. it's not six degrees it's like you say <laughs> i don't think it's two but i mean it's certainly a lot less because it doesn't take a lot no. everybody knows each other and and i mean i have you know, I talked about my background in hockey. It's like that in hockey too, because it's a small sport. And yeah. so, you know, if you know somebody, you know, you're only four degrees separated from the ghost of Gordy Howe. <laughs> so, you know who that is, Chris? 
No, not a clue. I just smile and I just smile and laugh at any sort of American reference to any American sport. I just like, yeah, yeah, yeah sounds he's, good. He's, he's he's a legend there. Is he still? Living no, 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 no. He died here uh, three or four years ago, right. in so, Lubbock hey, of all places. He's he was a, living a, in Lubbock. Legendary hockey player for the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, thank and you. And he he's like one of the one of the all time greats. So uh, Wayne Gretzky, whose name you've probably heard of sort of probably broke every record that Gordy Howe previously had. Okay, right. Good. I don't have the mental... I don't know how you boys do it, right? Some people said we, we were having a big debate about um, about the Super Bowl on one of our recent podcasts. And me and Jack just don't get it. We just don't get it. And But the most important thing is, it's not the fact that we just... It's not just the fact that we don't get it. It's the fact that we don't understand how anyone can have the brain power to like passionately back Norwich City and also get involved in other sports. Like fair play, like, I'm, I'm actually so impressed with anyone that can take more on. Like I speak to people that are like, oh yeah, watch the golf and yeah, I like a bit of rugby and yeah, Super Bowl's on. And then, you know, every two months when there's a big fight on, they're a boxing expert as well. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I just can't fit any more than Norwich City in my life. <laughs> I just really can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Mark and I are more typical sport fans than, than Jeff is, as far as uh, knowing and following so many different sports. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. The, the the college sports are just everywhere. There's so many different things, you know. Yeah. Also, the, the room I am, I'm not going to take my computer and show you, but I have stuff for the Baltimore Orioles. I have stuff for the University of Maryland Terrapins. I have Norwich, you know, right behind me. I have, you know, the 10 years of not losing to Ipswich, that poster. <laughs> yeah, which I I forgot who, I think I learned about it from your guys somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was one of ours. I'm pretty sure it was one um, of I'm, I'm not sure. It's like 10 years, you know, like they're faceless. They don't have any nose or, or, or eyes or, or anything. But it, it's, so I have that and I have a, a variety, just baseball. It's like sports, you know, all, all, all around here. And we just follow and, and flow you know so today you know we're talking about you know, football you know soccer after the, after I, after i do my after i do my online class i'm watching maryland play basketball against <laughs> ohio state and then <laughs> jeff's like boo he's went to penn state and then um maryland's playing baseball so there's all it's like all these sports that we all know and you know, can you roll from them. one season to the next. Oh yeah. Some of them overlap. And, and yeah. Mark is a, a coach and an advisor and announcer for virtually every sport possible that is played in his school. Nice. Jen, so I need to have a bit, I need to raise this actually. Whilst I'm on this podcast, is there's a big problem. There is a big problem that I need to address, right? What play, we've got to settle this debate. Football is football. It's not soccer. It is not soccer. And I know it's three against one here, but you gents are going to need to realise it's it's not soccer. It's football. Like, come on. It's like it was born in the UK. We called it football. Like, I don't understand why. Why? But why do Americans claim that it is soccer? It's not. There's no comeback. Well, it's football to as, me. As, <laughs> as someone who coaches 
American football, um, what I tend to do is depending on my audience, you know, with you, I call it American football, or I might, if I'm writing it, I might say gridiron football. Okay. Uh, if, but that gridiron really doesn't mean as much. So I tend to stick to, and I'll put it sometimes in parentheses, American, either in front or behind football. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the argument with soccer and association football, and it just got scrunched and all that. And I get it. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, how much of this is like the problem you guys have with rugby? <laughs> no, because no... how many different rugby's you got? Well, no, there isn't. It's just rugby. They've got the weird shaped ball and that's them. They just crack on. Right. But they, you have... they, they no, I think there's different types of cricket. I know that there's different well, like well, lengths. Yeah, Cause there's T20 and, and one day test yeah, and, and, and all of that in, in, in the multi-days. But with rugby, you got rugby sevens, and and oh yeah, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, but it's all it's all rugby, but then you know you have to kind of break it down. Why don't they call American football American soccer though, and leave football alone? I don't know. <laughs> you yeah, know, we could probably we could I, probably I, I blame it on people in New York and St. Louis because a hundred years ago, that's where all the the soccer was being. Ah, uh, okay, right. We'll blame them. We'll blame them. So I don't know. Oh. St. Louis is finally getting an MLS team. Yeah. Ken, when you invited me on, you didn't expect me to start an argument, did you? It's fine. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather you be entertaining than boring. Is this going to be the 15-minute argument or the full half hour? <laughs> it, it's fine. Sorry, when, I had to throw When I mention it, I, I do it with, with the Spanish. I had to go football, you know, with the, the U with the accent mark over it that they separated out from – And and I will say for for my junior high team that I'm coaching, uh, it's actually the T-shirts that I get made up just for me as a coach are going to say, you know, FC. They're not going to say they're they're not going to say SC. I got I got my coordinator to agree that that we're going to call it SC. Good. Well done. (laughs) Well, I got a lot of Hispanic kids, too. So there's going to be some football spellings in some of those shirts as well. So, yeah, you, can, you can have Danny Rojas come speak on from the Ted La- from Ted Lasso. There you go. All right, so, where, we, where we where we at on the list now that we've swerved a little bit? Um, we're, <laughs> we're gonna go to like you know where where do they sit for home games? And I know that's the, the same, but for away games, we talked to Connor Southwell a, a little bit about where he winds up sitting and what's good or what's bad, yeah. but. Okay, so for, for home, you guys are in the same spot, which is? We're in the lower Barclay, and we're right up against the wall on the left-hand side. So, like, we're halfway up. So, um, it's great because we get the toing and throwing with the away fans, um, and we also get to experience the the lower Barclay atmosphere, which, to be fair, hasn't actually been good at all this season. But, um, yeah, normally is normally it's a good atmosphere there. Um in terms of away games, it's kind of a case of just just kind of if you can get tickets, you kind of go anywhere. But um, I, I love being in amongst the, the singing, the singing fans, the the fans that want to make noise and support the team from 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 uh, from the first to the ninetieth minute. Because um, I think that that's that's our duty, and that's a big debate at Norwich at the moment, um, which you guys may or may not have seen online. Is uh, there's a big debate about around the atmosphere and why it's not been good enough. And is it starting on the pitch? And yeah, there's loads of complications with that, which we won't d- 
do today. But yeah, um, Lower Barkley is where I sit for home games with Jack. Um, and I tend to, I sit behind him. So when we score, I tend to jump on him and, you know, push him over a little bit. Um, but away games, it's just wherever you can get, wherever you can get a seat really. But I, I think away, the, the whole thing, particularly, I I think I've, I've, I'm kind of done now with going away from home in the Premier League. Like, I'm a bit done with it because they're mainly just plastic soulless bowls where there's no atmosphere um, and even in the away end, it's actually quite tough to get the atmosphere going because of the bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly a club like West Ham, for example, where there's a big, big gap in between the top tier and the lower tier as well. Um, so away games in the Premier League aren't like you know that good, but the Championship ones are, are really good, um, and they're always a good laugh. And they're proper stadiums in the Championship, more or less normally. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers that question. Sorry, well, that, that segue, like the best and worst away locations. Obviously, isn't the worst Newcastle? You, you need oxygen to get up to the seats there? Well, do you, well, what do you mean by worst? Because I've heard people complain that it's so, so high up. That it's it's yeah, so far away. And everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, well, Newcastle's in the heavens, but I, I think that's kind of fun. Um, the, the, worst, the worst stadium ever in the whole history of football is portaloo rose <laughs> well yeah am i allowed to swear am i allowed to swear on this podcast Ken? whatever you want uh you're good every once in a while yeah i mean we don't claim it's family friendly when i post it it yeah, says is this for kids well, i never yeah. checked that it's for kids you've invited talk nurse city on so i'll say portaloo road is an absolute shithole from the minute you get off the train to in the stadium everything about it it's run down it's done it's just it may as well still be in black and white it's just awful everything about it is absolutely dreadful and in actual fact when we won 5-1 away from home at, at, at portaloo road and um, back in the the lambert era um i vividly remember the norwich fans dancing on the roofing in the tin roofing in between the lower and the upper tier mm-hmm just yeah, horrible place but to be fair i could i could reel off a whole load there ken like blackpool away back in the day was horrific because they only had two stands and it's obviously on the seaside as well right so the so i vividly remember standing in a wooden temporary stand jumping up and down singing yami as you do and uh they scored from a corner kick because the the they 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 took the kick and the wind from the sea blew the ball into the back of the net. And <laughs> like people standing on ladders leaning over. And it was like, and I know I'm saying, like, I do like that. I do like the soul of that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, that wasn't good. But in terms of location, Hull, Hull is a horrible place. Hull is a horrible place to go. It really is. It's honestly awful. But by far the worst is Ipswich, genuinely. Even if I take my yellow and green glasses off, I promise you, <laughs> it really is Ipswich. We asked uh, Robin Sainty had uh, lovely things to say about Burnley. Ooh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Twin yeah. with Mordor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, like no, we joke about them, but actually, we do need to recognise that actually, I that is sort of what football, like football, is about in the UK. And actually, I feel like the whole Premier League money and the greedy six and the way that football's going on the whole. And although we like to take the mickey out of these places, which are absolute hell holes, they are actually quite good fun to go to and they sort of make it. So it's just something to recognize, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
one of the things I noticed with the whip away crowds, I got the sense some people like going to the city and like, oh, we're we're gonna oh let, let's go to there. I haven't visited there. That's a cool place to go. I get the sense some people are making the trip less because they want to see the team play and more because of where they're playing. Hey, <laughs> no, I, I think it for Norwich fans it's a let's just get the job done and get home. Like we always we we always sing on away days. We <laughs> you have to live here, we get to go home. <laughs> We get to go home. That's, that's one of the things. Listen, not being there, I some, most of the chance I don't know what is being said, and the announcers certainly aren't going to say. They might, yeah. You know, oh, the away fans giving the home team a bit of you know flag <laughs> or, or something, and it's like, I don't know what the chants are. You know, some of them are like, oh, I hear all in the ball city. Oh, I can, you know, every once in a while you hear something you recognize. Most of the time it's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the chant is. <laughs> I remember, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago, I, it was either near Boxing Day or, or, or around there. So they're singing the 12 Days of Christmas, but with different lyrics. So I asked Robin Saint, he goes, oh, it's the 12 Huckerbees. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Christmas, there's like a, there's a, I don't know if other clubs do it, but at Norwich, around Christmas time, we always bring out the old, not just Christmas songs, but like, like random songs for like random players. So, for example, they'll start singing about Paul McVeigh, or they'll start singing about Huckabee, or Brian Gunn, or like just people that like, like they know what like they they've obviously been and done and gone now decades ago. But that's like that's quite a good fun bit about being in the stadium around Christmas time. But it doesn't really happen unless we're doing well. So we've not really enjoyed that in the last two seasons. Um, yeah. The, not being that good. So Yeah, the festive fixture <laughs> success rate is very bad. It's yeah. not very not very festive. And I remember it's like, like, oh, Norwich have never won in Boxing Day in the Premier League. I'm like, really? Yeah. Welcome to being a Norwich fan. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, okay. I mean, it doesn't go back... That far still. Um, so we had uh, here's the favorite matches you've attended, favorite goals performances you've seen, and then favorite players to interview on TMC. Then the last question, yeah, I want to make sure we get that most famous person you have met in the circumstances. So that that's what we're trying to do in like the next fifteen okay. minutes. So which one do you want me to go through first? Then <laughs> whatever you. Did you say favorite goal? Did you say favorite goal? Was that one? Uh, favorite goals slash performances you've seen. You know, like is someone okay. like that was the best goal or this individual yeah. performance was outstanding. Um, performance wise, and we literally just spoke about this in our podcast actually. Um, Manchester City at home, and I know there's like people will say, oh, you know, there's recency bias there, but honestly, it's it was just such a special night genuinely special like it it may it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because just it was it was like a funeral atmosphere when we when we walk into the ground no one was saying anything to each other seriously like it was dark it was like getting dark it was like people were in the concourse like chatting and it wasn't this sort of jubilant bubbly atmosphere it was we like walking to the gallows we had so many people on on the injured list yeah, yeah well, there was, there was no expectation I, I, I didn't even watch that i was watching something else 
Oh yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I'll admit I didn't watch it. And my son, who's a Man City fan, is like, uh, Norwich just beat Man City three to two. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so then I had to watch the replay. Yeah, exactly. Was... But as as Mark said, nine injuries, everything against us. I predicted seven nil loss. Aguero to score four. We're gonna get mauled to death. I'll be crying by the end of the game. And it just it was just like everything about it, like the fact that Kenny like let like a salmon for the first goal out of nowhere, and then we expected to get beaten, and the second one went in, and like that seats were snapping in the stadium when people are standing on the seat, and the seats were snapping, and people were bundling over everywhere, and and then at, just at half time, it was just like what the hell is happening? And obviously, the closer it got to, I mean, I remember saying at twenty five minutes, oh my come on, it's fine, we've, we've not conceded in twenty five minutes. We were like biting it off in chunks when it got near to the end of the game it was just mm -hmm. the atmosphere that night was probably one of the most special occasions i mean when we beat ips um we beat Ipswich uh in the playoff semi-final that was that was really good and obviously we we, we ended up on the pitch afterwards give, giving them a, a lovely goodbye um but it was expected really because they're always crap aren't they so it's not really anything special being it switched is that the one with the the, the, the tim closer header with the, the famous no, 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 no. one yeah no i'm talking i'm talking um nathan redmond i'm talking um i think yeah cameron jerome, jerome. yeah I think the keeper as well um so yeah it was that it was that day it was uh it was great um but, but the best the best goal I mean, mine's a bit different. Everyone always, everyone always says Johnny Housen, right? And Johnny Housen scored that volley from the corner. But for mm -hmm. me, Youssef Safri against Newcastle, 0405 season, I think it was in the, in the Premier League, and then that's when Newcastle had Shea Given in goal. And it's just, again, I, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a story, me, right? I love a story. So just a, a random goal against a random club. Like, I think Housens was against Forest, wasn't it? Or something like that. Or Middlesbrough, sorry. It's kind of, well, meh, whatever. But Youssef scoring, like, I think he only scored one goal for Norwich, and that was the goal. Um, and he hadn't scored before then. And he was he was, he was was pretty average, right? But but he's like an icon now. Um and he's never done any media since leaving the football club. Like he's just, it's just, it's just, that's what he did. He turned up, scored the absolute rocket and left. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen the, that showed up very recently. Some, yeah. Every once in a while you'll see a random clip and that showed up very recently. Yeah. That's the goal though. That's, it was just a hell of a strike. Like <coughs> such a good goal, such a good, so, to be fair, that was good. But there's been so many, we're, we're very lucky at Norwich that we've been blessed by, by loads of promotions and, and, and and title wins um and people moan about the up and down like mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of the greedy six premier league look down upon us for that um but but i always respond with well what do you follow football for right you follow it to be entertained and i i could think of nothing worse than being a mid-table merchant whether that's in the premier league or in the championship just doing nothing like that's so boring. That's not why we watch football, is it? But anyway, that's another that's another conversation. Well, so I'm okay. wearing I'm wearing the championship shirt here. Oh know? yes, look that's, at that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. I just champions. I just like it. Sticking the finger in the eye of the big boys. You know, they they. Well, would you just go up and down? Well, yeah, but it, it's worth it. It's worth the excitement. It's it worth the excitement. More. We're a, everybody says we're such a small club, but we still keep doing it. My counter argument to people saying that Norwich should not be allowed to be promoted for three years is, well, then maybe somebody else should fucking win it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe somebody yeah. else should bother, but they don't. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Fulham has Fulham has the same argument. You know, Fulham's like, yeah. all right, we're just go down and smash everybody. Okay. Okay. Um, so favorite players that you've interviewed on TNC? Because it looks like you guys have a phenomenal cool that's hard um cool, that's and I, i've current and past like current you know like um, players players that you interviewed that were on the team when you interviewed them and players that were okay. no longer on the team um well i'll always look fondly upon when we interviewed russ martin because at the time he was like our breakthrough guest on the podcast mm-hmm. and the club didn't allow anyone apart from official media no one was allowed any access ever. Like it was really, really strict. Um, and I, I, we owe a lot to Russ because um, because we we'd said to Russ we want him on because I knew him anyway, but we could never get through on the club. And, and and Russ actually told the club, I know I want to do it. And at the time, him being the the captain of Norwich City, mm-hmm. um, that that was a that was a that was a big. <laughs> but I think I think one that took us a by surprise was John Ruddy who didn't play for us at the time. That was when he was, he'd just signed for Wolves, I think mm-hmm. um, just because he sort of like came left field a little bit. And we thought, cause he's, he's quite like on the pitch. He's loud. He's a leader. Um, but off the pitch, he, he doesn't often share a lot, but the reason why John Ruddy was one of our favorites is he came on the podcast with an agenda, a very clear agenda where he wanted to he wanted to say his piece on a lot of things that the football club got wrong not just for interesting himself, not just for himself but, uh-huh. but like obviously like the way the way he left the way he was um he he deemed himself being under underappreciated by the fans which I'd probably agree with so he came on the podcast and just vented and that was wow that was there really refreshing that was good um Oh, I don't know. There's been so many. Like we're so lucky. Like, but the bottom line is that everyone that comes on, they end up opening up because we're just two normal fans, mm-hmm. right? So that's a, that's great. Bradley Johnson, Cameron Jerome. Like, I could go on forever. Like, they're all they're all amazing. They're, and they all really love Norwich as well. I'm gonna have to go watch many of these. You do, you do. I can't believe yes. you've not already. <laughs> Sorry. You know, they're we're very, following very all these sports. You know, you know, there's so many. You know, like, <laughs> When this ends, I'm now 15 minutes away from my, you know, uh, uh, rap hip hop improv class. So we have like five minutes left here. All right. So let's wrap it up with the the part one with most famous person you have met and what are the circumstances? Uh, Uh, Well, Norwich City would be would be Delia. That was that was that was great. And. I've, I've met I met Stephen, but Stephen Fry when Stephen Fry was on the move at the time, so it was very very brief. But D- Delia is, um, yeah, I've met Delia loads of times to be fair, and she is just so lovely. And um, you almost think like, blooming heck, how are you doing this at your age? Like, I think it's like really impressive. Um, and yeah, she's lovely, and I had the pleasure of obviously having dinner with her as well, which was like the most insane experience. Like. Um, yeah, she's just yeah, she's lovely. Loads of stories. Um, really humble, really down to earth. Really cares. Remembers names. Remembers mm-hmm. people. Um, 
goes out of her way to help others all the time as well. Like you guys would have seen probably, I, I always, every now and then I'll share on my Twitter account the story. When, when my dad had a heart attack, Delia and Michael did a handwritten letter and sent it to my dad. Like, Very nice. That doesn't happen at, that doesn't happen at any other club. No. But even if it did, it wouldn't be handwritten. It would be done by the Yeah, hand, handwritten. Some, I've seen a variety of, of tweets where people go, oh, I got this really nice letter from the club. And yeah. you get the sense that whoever it is, uh, the, the manager, coach, owner, it, it's typed and then they sign it. You get the sense that they actually yeah. wrote it and typed yeah. it. Because it's not, a form, it's, it's not a form letter, but getting I've never seen handwritten. Yeah. It, it, it's never seen handwritten. But it says a lot about Delia. It does. I wanted to come on and say that. She's great. Nice. Uh, a lot of, I mean, people want to, yeah, people want to sell out and stuff. And that's, that's, that's okay. But yeah, she's, she's good. Um, but I would probably say I met, um, I don't know, like I was, at, I was at Jake Humphrey's birthday party and I met like a few of his like celebrity presenter pals, which was quite cool. Like, Amanda Holden, who does Britain's Got Talent and Holly Willoughby, and they, they were nice. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, the thing is, I think, um, I, I think when you meet these people, like, they're not, they're not, they are just normal people, right? They really are. Um, they really are. And they're lovely. They're really good. And as I say, to reiterate, like, anyone that's, like, high up in the in the, the top brass of the North City world, they are actually really lovely. Like, there's not really a bad, I don't think there's a bad egg at all. Good. That's good. I can't name one, so yeah. All right, cool. Um, by the way, the, the previous podcast guest was a uh, Megan Todd from the, the women's team. <clears throat> really outstanding guest. A lot of st stuff covered. Her uh, most famous person she met was a uh, pre-superstardom Ed Sheeran. Oh she wow! Pre-superstardom pre Ed Sheeran. Nice. That, that, that's hers. And mine is John Kerry. Wow. You know, when you, when you work in DC, you, 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 you run into people. Um, the person who I actually, I also shook Obama's hand, but that wasn't, doesn't count because I didn't really talk to him. It was an event and he was just walking through and shaking people's hands. So that so you, doesn't count. Oh no, but you hang on, you, you've shaken Obama's hand. Yes. That's insane. That's so but, cool. But having, uh, other than, hi, nice to meet you, that doesn't no, that counts. count. No, it, ha no, it, it has count. to be an extended conversation. No, you know, it so. doesn't. That counts. So, it counts. It counts. John, John, John Kerry. But I just put, you know, because it has to be more than, hi, how are you? you know. <laughs> and plenty of people in the various different sports worlds. But, yeah, John Kerry, guy yeah, who ran for president, was secretary yeah. of state, you know. So I met him when he was a senator and he was hosting a hearing. And, uh it was uh, we were waiting for him to come back from a vote on the floor of the Senate, and we just happened to be in the bathroom at the same time. So lots of uh -huh. my interesting conversations are with people that I meet while I'm washing my hands in a bathroom. Seriously, right? Here's your North City link to that then. I was I was once at the urinal and Dion Dublin turned up next door to me. There's a story for you. <laughs> Dion Dublin. I Bring it up back to North. I have one that I'll tell it another time where I was next to someone who I actually knew pretty well. My son gets, I'll, I'll tell this later. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell this later. But this is a guy who became reasonably <clears throat> famous, well known in government circles. And I had a, a pretty long standing relationship with him because of what I was doing at work. But okay. It was just, 
kind of funny the circumstances. Yeah, all right, yeah. we all right. We need to wrap this up because I have to go. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on for part one. Part two will happen sometime later this spring, we hope, uh, along with everybody else. And so this wraps up uh, Amera Podcast, Amera, Amera Podcast, American Aries <laughs> Podcast number 17 with our prime guest, Chris Reeve. Thank you very much for coming on. Please say hi to Jack and to your lovely wife for letting you come on and spend, spend time with us. I will, and, I will. All right. Thank you, guys. And thanks thank for you. Mark and Jeff for joining us. And uh, next guest is who knows? <laughs> we have a we have a variety of list of people that we're we're trying to get. So one pod sure. at a time. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you did we'll have my best them. too, Chris. And and thank him for sharing the uh for sharing his address. That's how I got the stickers to you. You know, uh, give him give him my best. Hope he's I will, I will. <laughs> all right, and we are out.